So when we grow up, we're told, get a good job, a nice pension plan, and let the government take care of you till the day you die. In this episode, we got Allison Pazook, high school teacher, that basically said, fuck this shit. I'm going to be a CEO. And I'm going to run my real estate business. You have to listen to this. Hey, what's going on, everyone? I have Allison Pazook here today, and I've been get, trying to get Allison on for quite some time. She's a little shy, believe it or not. You won't tell by the interview, uh, getting out of her comfort zone. And the reason I wanted to get Allison out is because I believe there's an Allison in every one of us. I mean, we have the security of a job, we have things going on, but yet it's we get thrown into this box of what society tells us we need to be doing. And we got to keep on fighting that what's in that box to get out to really chase and, and chase our dreams and be who we truly are destined to be. So, um, and I should also add tonight, it's great that Allison's also part of the same mastermind I'm in. So Allison, thank you so much for, for joining us today. Well, thanks so much for having me, Mark. It's uh, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm stepping out of my comfort zone, but it is really exciting to be here and uh, share to the world what we can offer. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So before we get right into the real estate stuff and so forth, um, maybe you can set, uh, shed some light on what did you do pre-real estate? Pre-real estate. Pre-real estate, Allison. Uh, going way back in time, I was actually born in Bermuda and lived on the island. My dad was also born there, so that side of the family's from there. Very competitive kid. Uh, I was into horse riding, uh, riding along beaches, oceans, palm trees, that's sort of my childhood, uh, until the age of 10 when life shifted and mom and dad said, we're moving to Canada. So we moved to Canada at, uh, when I was age 10, in the middle of the snowstorm in November. So first time I'd ever seen snow. Uh, it was really interesting seeing that whole process and seeing what my parents went through reflecting back on it as an adult you know the struggles and many of us are immigrants to the country so the struggles that they went through uh it it really i've noticed has had an impact on me at this point in time um always was taught you go to school you do the best you can you go to university you get a job with a good pension and then you retire and so that was where I was pigeonholed right from a young age. So mm-hmm. you know, that was kind of pre-real estate. I was working as a teacher, high school teacher, loved my job, uh, loved the children that I, a high school teacher, math. Uh, so loved being able to share the passion and reaching the students that don't like math. Um, you know, so that was a big part of who I was. And yeah, that's where I was. Wow. Cool. Okay. That's fantastic. That is fantastic. So Allison, so then the next question is why real estate? Well, great question. Uh, As a teacher, you are told what to do. You're told what to teach. You're told how to dress. You're told how to act. And it was fine for the longest time. But then I had a colleague come to me, Virginia Amora, and she came to me and she said, 
hey, do you know that other teacher that was working with us that she's taken a bit of a leave of absence? Why didn't you come over to her house and she uh, she's doing this this little business you might be interested in? And I went, okay, sure, whatever. I'd love to see her. So I go over to Tabitha DeBrun's house and uh, she's she's selling Arbon. So many people have heard of Arbon before. I didn't know anything about direct sales in these home parties, but she basically started to put a little bit of a crack in the in the security of my job uh, and my mindset that there was something outside. Uh, I did sign up to be an Arbonne rep, but really and truly, I didn't wear makeup. I had no passion for the business, but I learned a lot about sales. Um, and from there, it was just a little bit of an introduction to life outside of teaching. And then way back in November of 2015, I went to a uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad free hour session. And it, honest to gosh, blew my mind. It, it sounds really silly in that real estate is all around us, but it's one of those investments in plain sight. I had absolutely no idea uh, that you could be a landlord. I mean, silly, you rent people rent houses, but I figured there were big corporations that had them. Anyway, I was the first one to run to the back to sign up for a weekend course and uh, did the three-day course, didn't follow through and do the $40,000 one, so thankfully, but got enough information out of it that I bought, uh, my husband and I, we bought our first rental property. So it was a bank foreclosure. He's very handy, so he did all of the renovations to it, uh, put a wonderful tenant in there who's still in there, and that was March break of 2016. Wow. And uh, it's, it was just, it was a unicorn. Everyone says, oh, your first deal's never a good one. Mine was. It's the, the property's doubled in price. We've got a fantastic tenant. I guess technically we did a burr, but I had no idea what that was then. Uh, and then from there was bitten and hooked. So nice. that's why real estate. <laughs> that's cool. Excellent. Excellent. So so the question I always like to ask, and I know you've prepared yourself being such an astute teacher and <laughs> with, the, with the videos and that kind of stuff, I always want to talk about the 7-2 moment because that seems to be a staple on my, on my podcast, uh, which is, you know, for those who've never heard of what the 7-2 is, the 7-2 is the worst possible hand you can have in poker. Um, and in poker, you have the opportunity or the choice to fold your hand. In life, you can't control the hands that you're dealt, but you can control how you play those hands. So... Will you be able to share perhaps that moment you were 7-2 or your 7-2 moment? Sure. I, I suppose technically there's two of them. There's one that's a personal one and then there's one that's a real estate one. Sure. Sure. Both. Uh, <laughs> sure. sure. Uh, the first one is the personal one. So as I mentioned, as a teacher, uh, I was walking the halls between classes and just sort of looking into the different classrooms and realized that the system is broken. Uh, the teachers are working harder than the students uh, and it's nothing against the students it's the system is broken they don't learn the traditional way they're not factory workers and, and I just realized how how much I don't want to be part of that system and how one person can't change the system although apparently with you know the situation we're in one person can change the world but anyway um, so there's no way that I could control my future. So at that point, I was starting to get very stressed and uh, didn't really know where I was going to be heading. However, flashback many, many years before, 
actually 26 years before I was working in a drugstore in a pharmacy and uh, there was someone who came in to come came in to help hold up the pharmacy so I was held up so men in balaclavas and gunpoint and what have you and I was told by victim services oh it'll never happen again don't worry about it it's like winning the lottery so I'm very independent I don't need any help you know I can deal with it myself the following week it happened again the following week it happened again and then I was smart enough to quit um, and uh, didn't do anything about it as I said I really and truly should have gotten help now flash forward again to to teaching and uh, there was just a student and I know they were playing a prank but nevertheless they ended up writing on the bathroom stall that there was going to be a shootout at the school and um, you know they'd put a date and everything to it so now I know in my logical brain that nothing's going to happen but then in my subconscious brain this has pulled up all of the old uh, issues that I had before and I was crying walking down the halls I couldn't you know I just couldn't be the person that I needed to be for the students so I ended up taking a leave of absence this was two years ago and uh, come to find out after working with a psychologist that I had PTSD and had to work through that so that episode really and truly showed me how little control that I was having in the career that I was in so needed to take control in the time that I had off I was looking more into real estate um, I had been following Matt McKeever and been on a few of the Weibo limo tours uh, with Jeff Weibo um, and realized that that was really something that I could do to take control of my life um, and then ended up going to a boot camp and sitting beside you in actual fact in uh, the end of January and Ben Murison was there and he just ripped the top of the box open and I'm going to try not to get emotional because it would just it was just inspiring to me to realize that there was a life out there and I can go back to being the person that I was and not the person that was stuffed into this teaching box that had no control of their life so that was my emotional 7-2 moment. Uh, the real estate one was our second property that we bought. I loved the property, fell in love with the property. Uh, it was a duplex that needed updating. It hadn't been updated since the 70s. Uh, there was no tenants living upstairs because the person who owned it didn't want to deal with tenants. So it pulled the hydrometer. Well, when I went to get financing three days before close, the bank called and said by the way we can't give you the money the place is unlivable because there's no hydrometer upstairs so here i am i didn't know anything about pushing back the uh the uh, closing i knew nothing about that i didn't have a support group around me so scrambled quickly found out about jv partners because my brother-in-law jv'd quickly found out about private lenders because a friend investor lent me money at 15 percent interest uh, and we did the renovation learned a lot about dealing with contractors uh, and also the fact that they don't follow timelines so six months later now paying 30 percent interest um, we were finished loved the place like i say i put my heart and soul into it and uh, then i went and did the refinance again ignorance i didn't realize that brother-in-law for him to get his money out he needed to be on title as well so a lot of learning happened at that point so I got a mortgage and then he kind of went how am I going to get my money 
and uh, then found out that he needed to be on title. We didn't want to pay the land transfer tax, although now looking back at the way it's appreciated, we probably should have. Nevertheless, we ended up selling it. So it was kind of a flip, but 0% profit on our part. Uh, didn't lose money, so it was a great learning experience. So from that, my message is have a network of people around you. Always ask for help. Mm -hmm. So, Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for sharing those. I really appreciate that. So for those of you that are going to be watching uh, the, the YouTube, um, no, that is not Allison using a big <laughs> bong there. Uh, it's actually... <laughs> Uh, it, it actually I have the same water bottle. I don't have it. It's basically a, a four, it's a gallon water bottle. So part of our mastermind is mind, body, spirit, which is probably a great segue. Um, and so we have to drink a gallon of water a day. Um, so this is a fantastic segue. Um, Allison, you've been doing 75 part. I have. And it so has been amazing. So talk to us. Talk to us. What, what, what is 75 part? What is it? And why did you do it? Uh, I did 75 hard because Ben Mearson, our, our mentor, said he's doing 75 hard, and if he's doing it, we should be doing it. So I blindly followed. Uh, but then after looking at it, it's, it's more than a fitness program. So yes, we have to drink a gallon of water. We have to follow some diet that we choose, uh, anything of our choice. And then we have to exercise twice a day, 45 minutes in the morning, 45 minutes in the evening, one of them has to be outside. Also, no alcohol, and oh, we have to take a photo of ourselves every evening. So and reading, right? And no, reading. I'm reading. Sorry, thank you. Yes, reading ten pages of a good book every day, minimum ten pages, mm -hmm. nonfiction. Mm -hmm. So uh, started that, and there's you cannot cheat in any way. If if your diet, as mine does, say it says that I can have fifteen grapes. I can't have 15 and a half or 16 or, oh, that one's really small. I'm going to take an extra. No. So it's great for discipline. And I honestly have to say that at the age of 50, this is the first time ever that I have not cheated on myself. Uh, today's my 60th day out of the 75 days. Um, it's uh, truly being honest with myself. And seeing the difference it's really making and the commitment that I can make to myself and the follow through. Nice. Well, I'm so proud of you, Allison. I really Thank am. You. I've seen a difference. So tell me what type of differences have you seen in yourself? Uh, confidence in, in the fact that when I make a decision to do something that I will do it and um, husband love him to death, but he likes to say, Oh, that's okay. Go ahead. Have a, bite of a french fry or something like that and he's meaning well because he, he's into the the immediate um, uh, gratification uh, for me realizing that the gratification will come at the end when I look back and see how far I've come uh, I have lost 20 pounds which is amazing I feel fantastic and just looking at the pictures they're all on the phone I won't show you my first one um, but comparing the first one to now, there really and truly is a difference. Mm -hmm. Well, I could tell. But I will warn people that it physically, the, the, the problem that I have with 75 hard is that I now have to go shopping for clothes mm -hmm. and I don't like shopping. So. <laughs> and everything's closed. <laughs> Correct. Everything's closed. 
For sure. No, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. So I, I personally am not doing this any five day hard. I am using some elements of it. I do have a, a personal trainer um, that I'm using, uh, you know, the whole mind, body and spirit. And it, what's been amazing for both of us, and it's, it's, and it's funny you mentioned that we were both sitting next to each other, complete strangers, uh, and like we're family now. And uh, it's the whole philosophy around mind, body, spirit. And then real estate just happens to be the vehicle. I mean, we could be talking mind, body, spirit, and we could be selling uh, sports cars. We could be selling baseball cards. But again, it's, it all comes down to your own self-discipline and, and how you take care of yourself. That's right. So, Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so, right. Yeah. So as a teacher coming into real estate, is there any parallels that you can bring, you've been able to bring across from what you've learned as being a teacher into the real estate realm besides, of yeah. course, teaching? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think so. I think communication uh, is a big part of it. And also knowing what the other person wants. So finding out about them. Uh, and I'm meaning in terms of our network and helping each other because that's what we do. People in real estate just help each other. Someone says that they want to learn about, um, for instance, actually my lawyer, I was just talking to her a short while ago and she was just saying, oh, you know, you're doing real estate and just jumping in. Oh, hey, let me, let's go for a coffee virtually, of course, uh, and let's talk about real estate. How can I help you meet your goals? So knowing that ahead of time and also having a plan to be able to see into the future and see the end goal. Uh, I tend, I'm hesitating because I've, as you know, overanalyze things because mm-hmm. as a teacher, I do tend to look at all of the consequences because you have to be proactive with children to see what could possibly go wrong. In real estate, sometimes that's not always a good thing because then you miss out on deals because people like Mark get them ahead of you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh so communication is part of it and and like i say helping people mm-hmm. uh yeah well you've been you've been such a uh a, a pillar within our mastermind and uh i always you know we see allison allison and and for those of you that are watching those of you who are listening to this what remember the name allison Pazook because uh allison is going to be one of those people that you're going to see writing book ceo uh she's the master of delegation um, and, uh, it, it, I just love seeing what the moves that Allison's making and, uh, and just a great wealth of, of knowledge. So make sure you guys do connect with Allison. I'll make sure I put her information in our show notes. So Allison, if you could give anyone some advice, a new investor, and I'm actually, I'm going to change this a bit because I tend to ask the same question. So instead of a new investor, when I say new investor, are they like, you know, an 18 year old kid that wants to get into it? So. We, I mean, both of us got into this later stages of our life. Like, I mean, I got into this, uh, the exact date in Canada was October 30th of 2018. You started in what, 2016? We started a little bit later. Um, any words of wisdom for someone that needs that sort of in that handcuff or they're being suffocated by a day job and need to get out and they're scared to get out? Yeah, I, I would say get into a group that can help you and help guide you. I mean, we're in the mastermind. We're also part of Cashflow. Can I mention names? Cashflow Absolutely, tribe. yeah. yeah so we're, mentioned, we're part of the Cashflow tribe. But do spend a bit of money to be able to get around the right people. Okay, the free groups are wonderful for basic information. But it's when you get into the people who are paying 
it makes a huge difference in the kind of value that you can get. And even if you are young and you don't have any money, spend a little bit. Because uh, what you may find and what you will find is that when you get in with that group that you can buy properties with no money down, but you have to know the people with the money. Mm -hmm. So, Absolutely. And it's, it, it, networking is paramount. Relationships are paramount. Um, you know, for us, we got in a little later in the game. And, and for us, I mean, I think there's, there's always that, that positive and negative. Someone can come in, uh, you know, 18, 19-year-old. Well, they don't have the money, but they got the stamina. They have the drive. Uh, they they have uh, less risk versus someone like us that may have children. Um, I mean, you know, my my case, extreme amounts of alimony due and whatever. So the risk just, you, you got to really mitigate that risk. But at the same time, I do have the maturity uh, of understanding people, relationships and so forth. Um, and I try to get the message across because a lot of people say, oh, I never got in early enough. No, no, you'll get in when you're right. And it's not a question of That's being right. early. It's about... I mean, I could have got in early. I just wasn't, my maturity level just wasn't there. So right. if I would have got in 10 years ago, I, I believe 10 years ago and not knowing what I know now, I would probably be in the same exact spot I'm in mm -hmm. today than, I, than what I've been able to do in, in just 18 months. Exactly. I feel exactly the same way. Mm -hmm. uh, and also, I think the other advice that I would give is to look for people um, who, are, who do want to help you. Um, I'm just going to reflect back on me and what I look, I'm looking to do as well is that, as you mentioned, I do delegate. Um, I think that part of the teaching, what I am looking to do with JVs, junior joint ventures, is I, I want to get some money relationships who want to be passive partners, bring them in. I also want to have the younger people who are looking to get into it. It doesn't have to be younger, brand new people looking to get into it and connecting them and overseeing it and sort of helping them get started and also taking advantage of their youth and their energy and also rewarding the passive partner as well. So I can see this vision of being able to help on, on all fronts. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so that is, there are lots of us out there. It's not just me. I'm not just promoting myself here. <laughs> no, for sure. Absolutely. And I love that. And that's what I call the ideal trifecta, right? Cause it's a win, win, win. And everybody comes up and that's the beauty about this it's in a, when you have a relationship um for these times these type of uh, opportunities it's all about the win-win-win when right. someone wins someone loses that's when it's mm -hmm. transactional and that's mm -hmm. when like there's no reason to continue doing that um right. you know i think i've shared many times amongst our group what the things that irk me when people put other other their intentions you know of other means versus hey focusing on a relationship which is longevity um I think some of us just get it, get it. Some just don't, right? So mm -hmm. that's right. Yeah. That's so, right. also, what would you say is your favorite book when it comes to self development? I have a feeling we share the same one. Um, I've got it right here. The Slight Edge is is fantastic. Uh, married with the uh, the Miracle Morning, I really mm -hmm. like that one as well. Uh, in terms of business building and real estate. I would say the E-Myth Investor. Okay, I haven't so read really, that one. That one's a really good one, but it's very tactical. Okay. Uh, I know you asked for my favorite. The favorite is the Slight Edge, followed slight by edge. the other two. Yes. Cool. That's awesome. So this is amazing because, see, I'm I'm just go, go, go. Like like I joke about this. something I learned from my three boys, which is ready, fire, aim, what they do in the toilet. Um, so I just do that how I apply business. And I'll just sort of, I have my team in place that will take care of the other stuff. Whereas uh, Alice is very, you know, tactical. 
And that, that becomes your unique ability, which is amazing. So it's easy enough for me to get on the phone and say, hey, Allison, hey, because Allison knows me well, because we've, we've invested in ourselves by going into a smaller room. And I always say, your success in life is going to be inversely proportional to the size of the rooms you're in. So if you pay to be in a small room, like in a mastermind, your success is going to be inversely proportional to the size of that room. Um, so because of that, I've not heavily invested in myself, but I invested in time and getting that return on time that I could say, Allison, you know the tactics, I don't. Can you help me out with this? And like, and there's someone else in our, in our mastermind, David Shapiro, I'll give him a shout out too. Sometimes as investors, we're all guilty of it. Sometimes we always say it's about the numbers, but sometimes when it looks like too good to be true, sometimes we want to try to make it work sometimes. So it's nice just to go to someone in the group and say, here's a deal. I'm walking away from it. Just tell me if it's a good deal or not. Don't give me the whys and this to say yes or no. And that's the power behind it, right? Yeah. Yeah. David is very good for that. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. And it's funny because it's funny. We had that conversation at one time. Dave and I had that conversation. He goes, oh, I'm trying to figure out what I'm good. I'm like, are you kidding me? You're the, you're like the deal analysis guy, man. I'm sending every deal your way for an analysis. And I said, you should start charging people for it. Mm -hmm. it's, it's out of your time. It's a consultation fee. Run your business that way, right? So Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, so you hired your daughter. I did hire my daughter. Why? Uh, I, well, I was finding that I was spending too much time in a day being busy mm -hmm. and not getting anything done. Uh, I was doing paperwork and, and trying to create systems and doing detail things, which is not me. Um, I like organized and I like structure, but I don't want to do it. I prefer to... <laughs> <laughs> I prefer to, to see the big vision and tell people what to do and delegate as opposed to me trying to do it. And I was just running around in circles and, and days and weeks were going on and there was no action happening. So I did hire her as my assistant and we meet together in the evening. It seems funny saying that because we live in the same house, but mm -hmm. we meet together in the evening and uh, sort of let her know what my important things are that I have to do the next day. And she creates a schedule for me. And I mean, here's today's right here. When I come in in the morning, it's sitting on my desk. And uh, that has really, really made a huge difference in terms of keeping me on track as to what should be done. And then she also types things up for me and notes and, uh, you know, she's running my Kijiji ads for me now. So it's good. Oh, how, how, how was the handoff for you? Was it a hard thing to let go of? No. Uh, some parts of it, yes. I suddenly realized the other day, why am I doing this? You're sitting behind me, do it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was a little bit to relinquish a little bit of control, but then realizing how wonderful it is, I just want to download everything to her now. Sure. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Like, I did the same thing. I think we were part of that same call with our mastermind, and it was amazing. Both of us, next day, we both had assistance. And, I mean, same thing for me. I mean, even this podcast uh, and is actually on a schedule, and I have it. I got a little checkbox every day. I'm just checking these things off. And um, it's been amazing. Like I just simply delegated to my assistant saying, I need these things done. This is what I need. I need that structure. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to sit in front of a computer trying to create that structure. Right. And I just found that my business has just taken off in the last 10 days. I feel like a business owner. I don't feel like a real estate investor. I don't feel like a landlord. I feel like I'm a business owner that I can exactly. now oversee all of the income streams and then simply make the pivots and changes that need to be done. Um, I'm a control freak, so it's been tough for me, um, but we're getting there and it's been nice. I mean, even um, 
we had a tenant issue and the tenant wanted a new microwave because the microwave wasn't working. And I said, you handle it. I, I can't take care of it. And she goes, she told me what the whole conversation was. The tenant's like, well, can you guys just buy one for me? And my assistant's like, well, go to Kijiji, like a hundred bucks. Like it's, that's, it's not a major appliance. Well, it's only a hundred bucks. Why don't you guys just buy it for us? And, and she said, no, you go buy one. If you want a micro, you go. And so she told me she was all proud of it. I'm like, thank God you called. Cause I probably would have bought them three. <laughs> you know, I'm a softie <laughs> that way. Right. Yeah. Um, so just taking away that, that stress. So I, I can do the things I love and I can focus on the business. Um, and that was probably the hardest thing for me too, Allison, is not just the, the, the control aspect, but that mindset of having to pay for someone to do something. Right. Versus coming out in pocket, right? But then when you take a step back and saying, look how much more time this has saved me and I can now do yep. this. Like for the first time in three weeks, yeah, last night I, I, I was bored. I didn't know what to do. I sat on the sofa. I'm like, what do I do? Do I watch Netflix? Do I look at the phone? Do I go for a walk? I was bored. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was getting to a point as well, same thing. But that being said, like you said, you can focus on what the important things are and the revenue items. Um, I've currently got, actually the realtor just called a minute ago. I hung up on him. Um, I've got two offers in today uh, on side-by-side -side duplexes. There's another one. There's another place that my realtor is going through virtually for me this afternoon. Uh, it's just, they're all coming into play and I've gotten plenty of time now to talk to different realtors and mortgage brokers and mm -hmm. things that matter. Mm -hmm. So when, I'm just going to say when, not if, when I get the properties that the offers are in on today, that's going to, that cash flow is like, like a cash cow. Let's just say that um, one month of that. And I've more than paid for my assistant. So. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's so critical, right? Um, yeah, so critical. So Allison, um, you know, I like to, and I really enjoy this. This has been great. And this really fits around the mold and my vision surrounding this podcast. So it's not about the tactics, but more about the real stuff that happens uh, because we're, we're all human beings. It's not an easy game that we're in. Um, lots of sacrifice can be made and this is a lifestyle. This is not a nine to five where you can stop thinking about it. This is first thing in the morning you think about it, last thing you think about. Very true. How would you, I mean, your husband, Terry has been just an awesome dude. <laughs> Absolutely. And so trying to manage to own a business, run a business, and then to handle a relationship. Any, any tips on that? Uh, I am struggling with that. I'll be honest. Um, I've even got on my to-do list is to come up with a date night so we can put all technology aside and just focus on each other. Mm -hmm. uh, he has also decided that he doesn't want to go back to work because he is laid off right now. So he has started his own construction business underneath the corporation that I have. So he's now fielding calls and dealing with customers and clients as well as I am. So I, we have to both make an effort to have at least one evening where we can talk about nothing real estate. I don't know what we're going to talk about, but because that is life, but yeah. uh, we'll have to do that as well. And uh, then with my daughter helping, she's always working with me. And we also go for our walks morning and night together. Mm -hmm. So that's important. For sure. Well, I appreciate that sharing that because it's so important. Um, one of your dreams that you've mentioned is to, I mean, you have a number of dreams, but I know one of them is to get back to the Caribbean, of course. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, building we talked about schools, fresh water, and, and, and that kind of stuff. Uh, can you share that with us, please? Sure. And I, this is where I think maybe 
moving here at age 10 and reflecting back on what mom and dad had to do uh, when they moved here has sort of instilled in me that I want to help uh, the underdog. So help immigrants that are, are new to the country. Um, like when we had all of the Syrian refugees coming over, I really and truly wish that I had had an apartment building that I could put some of these people in. So that is one of my goals that I want to have is to have larger apartment buildings somewhere in the area so that when we do have, when I do have new immigrants, obviously they come every day, that new immigrants can have a couple of the apartments in the building. I work with uh, teenage moms so single moms, I'd love to give them a leg up. So again, have buildings available, apartments available for them. Uh, and just low income families in general to be able to help. Uh, so that's part of my local goal. I do want to build a village in the Caribbean or in the, yeah, in Africa, sorry, build a village in Africa. Uh, had a huge draw to Africa. No idea why I've never been there, but I just, I've wanted to spend six months there. I've wanted to just immerse myself in their culture because they're just wonderful people. Mm -hmm. So hopeful, so grateful for everything they have. And I just want to be able to give to them. Uh, as far as the Caribbean, I just want to be with the palm trees in the ocean. Mm -hmm. And I want to share that again with people who are working themselves to death. I would like to be able to create a respite for them so that they can go down there and recharge. Uh, so I am looking to expand my portfolio into the Caribbean. Turks and Caicos and Bermuda are the two, mostly because Turk, I am Bermudian, so I can buy properties that international people can't buy at a lesser price. So that's part of my goal. I am looking for JV partners and investors for that. And then Turks and Caicos is like Bermuda was many, many, many years ago when my dad was small. So it's just up and coming and uh, it's a wonderful place to decompress so that's very cool my, that's very my future cool. plans i love it i love it um as we come to a close um this has been awesome you know it's funny allison in that you know we've been part of a mastermind together we can chat and this kind of stuff we have a weekly call together mm -hmm. but uh, i think this is the deepest we we pretty much got usually I know, it's talking about the business. yeah which is just awesome so i really appreciate this um, the question I'd like to ask towards the end of the interview is the tombstone question. And for those of you that never heard what the tombstone question is, it's uh, essentially the tombstone question is, is that the day we meet the maker, uh, we don't decide what's going to be put on our, on our tombstone. Someone else will. So when that day comes, what will be on your tombstone? I, I have watched your other podcast, so I knew this was coming. And it's, I struggled with this one because it, it really made me reflect. And I'm grateful that you do this because I did reflect on it. And what I came up with uh, is it only took a million dreams. And that I, I got that inspiration from the movie The Greatest Showman. There's the song that Hugh Jackman sings called A Million Dreams. And I listened to it and it, it, it just gets me emotionally that it, you, you have your vision and it takes a million dreams and I lay there at night and I can see them in bright colors uh, as to how it's all going to come about. So that's I think amazing. that's me. I love that. You know, and that's one of my favorite questions. And early on when I started this uh, podcast, it was the seven two question, but really this tombstone question I love the most because 
I get chills down my back every time everyone's responses because at the end of the day that's that's what they want to leave behind right mm-hmm. um I had this conversation just yesterday with Mandy mm-hmm. uh Brian, and we were talking about you know we in, in as real estate investors we're always told to reverse engineer our goals reverse engineer the deal what about reverse engineering our lives and taking that tombstone and taking it and dialing it back to today to achieve that yeah yeah so yeah, that, is, that is that is incredible allison this has been phenomenal this it's been has great. been amazing I, I appreciate you allowing me to come on and inviting me no, I, I i i love it and for those of you like i said i'll definitely put alice's information out um allison if you definitely reach out to allison if you're interested in JVing and so forth she's on uh just an amazing path uh it'd be a mistake for you not to join allison on it you're in really good hands um and uh yeah, Alison, thank you so much for everything. Well, thank you, Mark. <laughs> okay, and we'll yeah. talk to you soon. <laughs> All right, bye. Okay, bye-bye.